What's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Welcome to you. Can sip, with can sip with us. Guys, this is a very special episode. I'm Ashley. I'm Colleen. If Colleen, like, ask me what I'm drinking. Ask me I'm, what I'm drinking. I'm just, wh- what are you drinking? <gasps> Guys, <laughs> uh, I poured myself a glass of champagne because the occasion called for it. The occasion sure called for it. So I poured myself like a, so... <laughs> This whole episode, if you follow us, you've seen I've had the kid and I am no longer <laughs> pregnant. Um, so more, lots more to come in this episode about that. But I have tried to have like a drink every night since I've been home from the hospital. So I poured a drink. John got me a glass of wine night one we were home that had a beer night too. And I can't finish the whole thing. I just get drunk after like half of it so then he right. had to finish my you wine and had to finish my beer so i poured myself i opened a whole bottle of champagne like a nice one like a chandon rosé or something that i think has probably been in the fridge since i was pregnant because john doesn't really wow. drink champagne without me and i poured like a little glass of that and then i had sparkling cider on hand because i was pregnant and i just you know so i made it like a nice size little cocktail yeah. but it's you know like Pretty champagne and, and this like Pretty sparkling glass. cider yeah so You're we're, we're cooking with gas saddle. here guys we're cooking with gas yeah i got a little blue moon situation it just <gasps> sounded you do yeah blue yeah i wasn't sure an orange peel Cause we're like doing this in the middle of the day, and so I was like, I don't know if Call's gonna feel up for drinking, but I, I thought I you'd probably pull through this because is, this is such a monumental episode. I always pull through, man. You know, you know? yeah, you do, you do. Um, this is a monumental episode. To be honest, I didn't think we would be coming at you this no. Tuesday with a fresh episode. Right. So you're getting. The freshest of fresh now. Ashley and I have not caught up since the major event of Mm -hmm. Mac's arrival to the planet. And then next week, you guys are going to get a kick-ass episode that we recorded a little while ago. In preparation of his arrival. Yeah. Breaking down our our favorite beauty must-haves right now. Wait. Or just next. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Think products were crushing on or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So it'll be the it'll be February fourth is when you'll be listening to that, and February is going to be all about the month of love, like the things that we yeah. love. Probably, I just am declaring that now. Feels That's like great. we should do things if you we love. Guys have you know, topic ideas for February. Ooh, yeah. Hit us up. You can sip yeah. with us at gmail.com. We mm-hmm. want to hear them. Let's do a fun like theme maybe. But you guys tell yeah. us what would be cool. But okay, but. so normally, Call and I, we when we record, we double header, we record an episode of Patreon, and we don't do any talking before Patreon. We literally hit record and then do all our catching up over there, and then you know chat and do the whole thing and do a lot of our two sips, and then we come over here and we've already caught up, and then we give you guys whatever the content is that we have lined up. We're kind of going to treat this one like a Patreon episode where yeah. we're just going to kind of catch up because we need and- to. Because yeah. we need to. A lot has gone down eh, since we last yeah. podcasted. Um, um, and for those of you over on Patreon, we already said this over there, but just again, we're putting Patreon on ice for just a couple weeks. You guys are not getting charged for the month of February, right? So, but we're going to like shore that up. We're going to come back and uh, all's going to be well. So now's a good time to sign up for Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash you can sip with us. We're going to be coming at you on Fridays again soon. But if you go sign up now, you can listen to every episode we've ever recorded mm-hmm. and you don't get yeah. charged for the month of Feb. So anyway. Um, and that's the real deal. Like the real yeah. deal gets laid out over there. So if you, and the real you know. deal is about to get laid out here because yes. Ash, oh my God, a couple of days ago, wow, just a mere couple of days ago, mm-hmm. you had a baby. I had a baby, oh and this was my this God. was okay. This is crazy because we predicted, as you mentioned on our Instagram story, we predicted that when as people were listening to the episode you were probably going to be in labor turns Mm -hmm. out ben came on a tuesday as people were listening to the episode yep 
right? 100% accurate. Yep. Then last week we're recording and we predicted the same thing. Hey, I said your maybe, water's going to break and you're, it's yeah. gonna be, he's going to be here early. And it was on Friday when we yeah. release our Patreon episodes. So as our, we call them soul sippers over there, like soul sisters, but they were listening to us talk about that. It was happening. I was having my little man come wow. join us Earthside. So, I know. So I need to hear the whole story starting on yeah. Friday yeah. all the way up to now. Because okay. this is a lot. There's the a hospital experience. Gone down. And mm-hmm. then there's the coming home from the hospital. Coming home. And then there's you're fresh to death and postpartum. Like, yeah. Tell me. This is going to be lengthy, probably. My- Let's just dive right in because okay. I can't wait. I know. And then we're going to hit you with some hot okay. topics. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Thursday night we record. I talk about how sick I am. I had to turn my mic off like a hundred times that episode because I was coughing nonstop. Uh, Rev was really sick with RSV. And I went to the doctor on Wednesday and I talked to her about this, that I was sick. And she was like, well, better now than when baby's here. And so I was miserable. I don't recall being that sick since two years ago when I was very first pregnant with Revy. Um, we were in the Dominican Republic and I was so sick. Uh, this was the sickest I've been since mm-hmm. that. I've had colds, obviously, in the last three years or whatever. So I was miserable. So we record Thursday night. I think we got done probably about 1030 my time. And I tried to go to bed. I think I did go to bed. And I, I, oh, I did. I went to bed like early that night and I woke up at 1 a.m. and just coughing nonstop. I was hearing Rev was coughing all through the night um, and I could not sleep. I couldn't breathe at all through my note. Like it was so heavy. So I was up from 1 a.m. until 8 a.m. Like up, could not do anything. And you, yeah, um, your body can't, can't recharge and sleep when it's, Going yeah, through the coughing crap. Oh it's my unreal. gosh! It's so well, and then I was so pregnant that every time I coughed, I would pee a little bit. So then I was mm-hmm. like, I I went through three pairs of underwear that night because I was just like peeing a little bit all yeah. the time, and um, it was just like so insane. Ugh, so I was up till eight, and then um, I laid back down when John got up, and I laid back down. And I slept from eight until like eleven thirty or something like that. And then I got up and, um, you know, I was like, where's Revy? I was excited to see her. John's like, she's upstairs. So I come, I went to the bathroom, came out, where's Revy? She's upstairs. I turned to walk up the stairs. John's standing in the kitchen and all of a sudden goosh of amniotic fluid. Like the movies. Like the movies. And I was like, oh my Oh my God. And I, that also happened with Revy, not as much of a gush because I, I was researching and it depends where in the sack your is where, where it breaks. If it's like yeah. up higher, then it takes longer for it to tr- trickle down. If it's lower then you know, it spills out easier. Um, and so it must've been a lower, so it was like a gush. And I, when it happened with Rev, I did not know what it was. I was like, oh my God, am I peeing my pants? You said the same thing, right? right? With your like, mine was a rupture. And I think it was probably high because it was not like the movies. It was a trickle was down a slow situation trickle. Yeah. over a long period of time. But yeah. yours was the movies. So the it was like a gush. gush and it kept coming, but it was like a big yeah. gush. Um, and so I was like, I don't know if I swore. I probably did. And was like, fuck my, my water just broke John and I'm 36 weeks and one day. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yep. And I turned around because I was facing the stairway. I turned around. You could just see this huge puddle and I'm like looking and it's there. And he was like, Oh my God. And we both were like, what do we do? Because you have nine months to, I guess I was like, you know, eight and a half months to prepare for this. But you, I still was so surprised. We were like, what do we do? I don't know. And I stood there paralyzed for a minute and I was like, well, call Linda. we got to figure out like, she's got to come over and watch Revy and Roka. And I knew like that was my water breaking. So I knew baby was coming. Like we had but to you're get catching and, up to the moment and you have a lot. Oh yeah. To you're, yeah. Out. Yeah. Yes. And my parents weren't supposed to come in until February 5th. So I called my dad when I was standing, I hadn't moved yet. And John's like, what do I do? I was like, call Linda. And I was like, well, get me a towel. 
got me a towel, called Linda, which is my aunt who came over. Um, I called my dad and he's like, Hey, uh, let me call you right back. I'm on the other line. I was like, okay. And, um, you let him like, yeah, I was like, okay, well, whatever. He seemed like urgent. And so then I waited a few minutes and he didn't call back. And I'm like, what do I do? We had nothing packed. We had nothing. We thought, so John, and I do date night every week. And the previous Friday, when we were out on date night, I was like, this week we need to, he could come anytime. We need to like pull all the stuff out that we have in storage that we had for Rev, right? Um, we, you had sent us the snoo back. We need to get that yeah. set up. We need to pull out the car seat. We need to pull out the rockers and all the boppy and DACA, all the things. We need to get ready to have a baby. We need to get ready to have a baby. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that this week. And then Revy got so sick that yeah. we had, it was all hands on deck. There was no time to do anything but just manage her, her and be yeah. alive and it was really scary because we, we were wondering like yeah. it, rsv affects the airways and you know it's, i think i mentioned that on the last podcast but it lots of this kids are hospitalized from it and and yeah. can die from it so very scary and so that's all we did so we did not have any time to prepare so nothing was ready so then i called my stepmom and i said hey my water broke. And she, so then they're frantic, like, okay, what, you know, I can hear her and yeah. I'm frantic. I don't know what's going on. And so then I'm like, okay, well, we've got some time. And after that, I caught up to the moment I was like, well, I got to pack a hospital bag and I had yeah. washed my hair the night before. Thank goodness. But it, I, it was like gross and yeah. I knew I was going to be taking pictures. So I was like, well, I'm going to curl my hair because we've got time. Go in feeling good. Yeah. And people say, you know, labor as long as you can at home. And I didn't think I was feeling contractions. Looking back now, I was. I was feeling cramping, but I thought it was from coughing. I thought my abs were getting sore because I was coughing so and early, aggressively. Early contractions don't feel, they, they, just, they don't hurt. feel cramping. And they yeah. come in waves, but it's still kind of just like crampy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was weird. I was like, well, it's weird because it's kind of like in my ovaries, it feels like, like whatever. But I was like, well, you know, pregnancy does weird things and it's just, I'm coughing. I don't know, yeah. whatever. I just wrote it off to that. Isn't it amazing how much we can write off? Oh, like, yeah. you know, like you said, you're eight and a half months pregnant. Your water broke. Surely these can't be contractions. Sh right. 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 No. You know, and they're like, have, have you been contracting? No, no. I just had, I mean, I had a little abdominal soreness just, but I've been coughing so much. And they're like, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Mm -hmm. right. Then Revy is like, you know, what's going on? Yeah. We're running around. I'm starting to get emotional because she doesn't know her world is about to be rocked. And when I leave this house, we're a family of three. When I come back, we're a family of four. And like, this is Everything crazy. Everything is about to change. It's Everything. the end. You're catching up to the moment all of a sudden, maybe of yes. it being the end of the era of the three yeah. of you and yeah. her having 100% of your attention. Yeah. I could cry and, thinking yeah. about it just now. I mean, it's yeah. like such a beautiful thing. And I feel, I really do feel like our family is complete, but it also was like, it's a really special time that we had with Rev, you know, just, yeah, she's your first just baby. The three of, yeah. She's still and, your baby. She'll yeah. always be. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, I just hugged her and I had to put some diapers on me. Luckily I had some diapers from the lot when I was pregnant with her and I just sat with her and hung out and waited for my aunt to get there. John was like running around packing everything. And then we drove to the hospital and how was they, the drive? Fine, actually. Yeah. I sat on a towel. I Instagrammed, I think, a little bit, texting with you a little bit. And it was just like a moment, you know, it was yeah. like everything's so big in that. It's probably the same when you were headed to the hospital with Chris, where you're like, wow. The, I mean, our world is just, yeah, like yeah. we're doing this. And it's like, yeah. You know, I remember looking at John like, you ready? Like, yeah. you know, all these just, other calls, all these other cars on the road have no idea yeah, where we're headed. No idea. Right. Yeah. And we didn't know where to go. We hadn't registered at the hospital. We didn't do a hospital tour. We didn't. We I gave birth at a different hospital with Revy. Had no idea. So we're like lost in the park. It's a huge hospital, apparently. Yeah lost in the parking lot. We finally find it. We don't know like where, where to pull up and whatever. So John gets out, he's looking, finds it. We walk around, we totally walked right by the check-in desk. Cause no one was, I mean, it was just like, yeah. you know, like uh, here I am in labor and we're just wandering the hallways of a hospital. Don't know where to go. Right. Someone pointed us in the right direction. We checked in, they called us back pretty quick. I mean, we sat there for probably 10 minutes in the front in the whole yeah. time. I mean, it's just like such a out of body experience, you know? Yeah. Well, and, for, and this is really early too. 36 yeah, weeks. Yeah. 36 basically. weeks. 
And I you was know? nervous. Like I knew 36 weeks is full term. I knew he was going to be okay, but I didn't know if he was going to have NICU time. Our insurance didn't cover because it was our first year of having this insurance. And if you're, if he was conceived within the first 10 months of having coverage, the whole, none of the pregnancy, nothing is covered. So none of the oh doctor's God. visits, the hospital, nothing. And we can't even add him for 30 days into this new year. So the whole thing was paid for out of pocket. And why Jeez. did I, I don't know why I just told you that, but what were well, we kind of a mini rant inside of this? Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Healthcare yeah. is such a, Yeah. So anyway, it was, it was just like an out of body. Yeah. It was out of body experience. So we go back and luckily we had known this for months. So like we were financially ready for that. If we had gotten to the hospital and she was like, Oh, your insurance doesn't cover it. It's going to be $8,000. Delivery was 8,000 and then, um, delivery and hospital stay. But then you had to pay the anesthesiologist, the pediatrician, um, lactation consult, all you know, all the other things. So whatever it's, it is what it is. And we were prepared for that. So, yeah, we go back. She does my tests and just sitting. Oh, I think I don't, I still don't know why I said the financial thing, but it's very out of body where like every minute feels so much longer because you're just, it's almost like you pull back and you're looking at the world from the outside. Just like everything is so, I don't know. It's just wild, but she does these tests, gets me in a gown, confirms I'm pregnant or (laughs) she's like, yes, you are pregnant. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Definitely pregnant. Confirms that it, it is my water broke. I was one centimeter dilated and that was when we, fi- so my water broke at noon. We got to the hospital probably one thirty. They confirmed like after doing all the checks and checking in and all the things, I think they confirmed ad- they admitted me at 2.30 PM. And then I was like, do you know like time when, and she's like, we're shooting for 3.30. And wow. so we had like less than an hour from the time that they had admitted me to when I was getting wheeled back. So um, fast. Everything so fast. So fast. Yeah. So then they take, you know, they start an IV and take me back, met the anesthesiologist and everyone's just like going through the motions. And I start, you know, I started, it is a very weird thing to know you're going into surgery. They're about to take all your organs out of your body. Um, John said he saw out of the corner of his eye. He doesn't want to see anything, but he saw out of the corner of his eye, my, my intestines on the floor. Like they put it on this little, the puppy pad or whatever, like that hospital absorbent pad. He saw it out of the corner of his eye. And I'm assuming it's my intestines. Cause like my stump, you know, they don't, I don't, I assume my other organs were still up there. I don't know. But it's just a very weird week in the knees. Yeah. It's a very weird thing. So I don't know. It's bizarre. Just thinking about that and thinking about the complications that could happen. And I, I got nervous the first time I got the epidural and I was nervous this time too, because they're in your spine. Like Mm -hmm. do, do people get paralyzed? I don't know, whatever. So you start thinking, but it was so fast that I didn't have that much time to spin out, which was great. Can I, so did your epidural hurt? Because I don't know. I, I only have my experience to go off of. And my epidural I, or yeah. this time? Because this time was different. This time they gave me a spinal tap. Okay. So the first time was epidural because I was laboring. I okay. Yeah. This time was a spinal tap. What was and a spinal tap like? I, I, it hurt more, but it's apparently more dense or something, more intense. And it you go numb up to, I think, your chest or your boobs or some armpits or something like that. Yeah. So you can move your arms. I mean, they're they're out, kind of stretched out. So this is – yeah. Yeah. But it's all happening really quick. Very fast. Yeah. And then you're trying to catch up to everything. You're about to go into a major surgery. And then layered on top of that was your experience from your last C-section, which was yeah. terrible. Very traumatic. My last C-section, you guys, was the worst experience of my life. The most painful thing I've ever gone through. Um, turns out they didn't fully numb me. So um, it was very painful. I could feel a lot of what they were doing. I couldn't feel the the cut really, but they have to like, they do a cut right, uh, right above your vagina. So it's very low and the baby's high. So they have to like reach inside, you know, and pull them down. Um, and I felt all of that. So then I was in so much pain. My body went into shock and it started convulsing on the table. And I, I was like, sorry, I'm shaking. I threw up. And this time it was not like that. This time was mm. The anesthesiologist was great. The spinal tap was a little bit painful, but I think it was more mental than anything. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so wonderful and so mm-hmm. calming. And I asked the guy like, oh, are you guys doing a lot of these? He's like, yeah, you're our sixth one today, but we're just getting started, you know? And that made me feel good that like they're 
a well-oiled machine and I couldn't, he said, we're pinching you really hard now. Can you feel that? And I said, no. He's like, okay, good. You know, you're doing good. And then they wheeled John in. They, they kept telling, not wheel John in. They brought John in. He said, don't worry. We're going to, he's not going to miss the kickoff. We will get him in here. And he was like this, he was an older man mm. and he was so soft, like soothing. I told him after, I'm like, your voice is so comforting in that time. Like, and he held my hand for a while and his hands were so soft and I just felt really like taken care of mm-hmm. before John got there. And then he sat in the seat where John sat and he's like, your husband's mm. going to sit here. And then John came in, held my hand and, um, and they mm. started and then it felt like it was like, a snap of the finger and he's like, all right. And he was walking me through it here, you know, I'm going to feel a little pressure. Okay. A little tugging. Da, 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 da. He's like, all right, you're about are 30 you, seconds. As all that's happening are yeah. you in your head, like, oh my God, this, my body, like, what did you, I don't know. Like, at, that, you- at that point, I was just waiting to hear him cry because mm-hmm. the nurse also said when she checked me in, I was like, yeah, I'm nervous that he's only 36 weeks. And she's like, and is it a boy or a girl? And I said, boy. And she's like, oh yeah. And boys develop slower. And so I, then she probably shouldn't have said that to me, but I, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I thought he was going to have to do NICU time. And so I was nervous when they pulled him out and it's his lungs that develop slower or last or something. Yeah. So I just wanted to hear him cry. So I just wanted him to come out and know that he would be okay and safe. So yeah. that at that point, once they had, I, I thought all of those things as we were leading up to it. But then once they started, I just wanted to hear him. Yeah. And then he said, you're about 30 seconds from, from him being out. And I was like, 30 seconds? He's like, well, maybe 40, 45. And then I heard them say, oh, you got a little blondie in here. And he's like, all right, you're going to feel a lot of pressure now. It's going to feel like they're standing on your chest. And I did feel a lot of pressure. That's when they're like going up to push him down, like right under your chest. They go in and they push him out towards the hole that they made. And they got, okay, okay, we've got the head, we've got the shoulder out. And they like start pulling. And then they, and then they were like, here he is. And they dropped the, there's a blue drape. And then they have a, I asked for a clear drape. They drop the blue drape and they show me him. And then he starts screaming, crying. And I can see him through the, uh, I'll send you the pictures. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not pictures that I think everyone would appreciate, but that very first moment where he, like, oh. he just came out and he's got his cord yeah. attached and he's like screaming at that clear and you get to see him. The best scream. Of the oh world. my gosh. Yeah. So then they put the blue drape back up. They said, okay, dad, we want to come over here. Well, they wrapped him up, brought him over so we could see him. And then Uh, asked John, do you want to come over here? You stay. We're going to take care of mom. And they weighed him and cleaned him up and John got to cut the cord. And then I also got my tubes tied. So you and Erica, (laughs) I mean, I'm really hedging my bets on this as the last pregnancy. (laughs) And so they took a little bit of time. It was more time to get me like everything put back together and tie the tubes than it was to get him out. But it was, I mean, it was like 20 minutes I was in that room, it felt like, it, yeah. total, from like wheeling. It was maybe a little more than that. I don't know. But it felt very fast. So then they took John. He went with the baby, fixed me all up, and I went to recovery. And then I got to hold him, and it was very peaceful. No one else was there. John went and got himself dinner because he hadn't eaten all day. And I just got to be with Mac, and he nursed for a while. And it was just like you know, sigh of relief and so cool to know he was okay. All of his tests were good. Wow. Though he, you know, was, he didn't have to go to the NICU or anything. And then they wheeled up us up to the room and then we spent three days there and that was really peaceful too. Just the three of us, like, I don't know. And this, you know, I mean, they come poke you or poke him or something like every hour, but it was really cool. Like good bonding time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was. So how did you feel physically like in the hospital as you were recovering from all that? Like it was a lot. People said that your second C-section is a lot easier and it was a lot easier. I am much more mobile now than I was after my first C-section at this point. We're six days postpartum. Yeah. And I've been able to walk and able to like, I've been able to put, pull my underwear up myself. And John had to put lotion on and help me with my underwear like the first day or two in the hospital. But after that, I've been able to do it. I'm on pain meds, but yeah, I feel pretty darn good. And 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I have, I have limitations. They, I can't pick up anything heavier than Macklin. And also we didn't have a name for him. We thought it was going to be Mac, but we weren't sure. And then John said, like when he came out and he talked to the nurse and the nurse said, I don't know exactly how this happened. I wasn't there, but he was like, the nurse said he looks like a Mac. And that was the one that we had oh. kind of wanted. So we went with yeah. Macklin. It's yeah, so good. I don't know. I feel like, yeah. And he little is baby such Mac. a Mac. He's oh, so man. cute. I know. He's just so precious. He's very, he looks like Rev's twin. It looks yeah. like, it, you know, they, I mean, we're definitely of the same parents. So what was the, the weight inches? Like what's all mm. the, the. Yeah. Um, He was six pounds, six ounces and 19 inches. And Rev came a week later at 37 weeks and she was six pounds, seven. Yeah. Six pounds, seven ounces. So Mm -hmm. she had a whole nother week to cook and she was only one ounce heavier, bigger. So he was, Mm -hmm. he was on track to be a pretty big babe. So he was a pretty good size for being four weeks early. Yeah. Yeah. And he passed all of his, like, they still consider him a preemie, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he passed all of his like jaundice and blood sugar to whatever and his hearing and all of that. Um, yeah. So it's really been awesome. Like, and we've had a pretty good nursing journey until recently. I, breastfeeding is the hardest thing. Especially like, in the very beginning. Oh my gosh. This, yeah. this is the hard. I feel like I don't want to input like, you know, it's no, yeah. everybody's things are so different. For me, I just felt like the first several weeks, it was a lot of just figuring things out. Yeah. It was a, I remember a lot of resets where we would get started and then Chris would need to like pick him up and kind of walk him around and then he'd come back and try again. Because like he was just, too flustered? We were just trying to figure it out. You yeah. know, or he'd get like upset or maybe he was get, I mean, baby, I don't, we didn't know. We were just right. learning. Everyone's learning. Yeah. There would be times where I remember because my boobs were also figuring out the pace where I would be like letting down and just squirting him in the eye because the latch wasn't working. So (gasps) I'd like be hosing him down. And then, you know, he just was figuring out what to do. And there was ever supplement with formula or like use a bottle with him. We waited on the bottle just because the lactation person that I talked to was like, wait, I think we waited like two months or something. That was good because I, my lactation person didn't say that. And also he was 36 weeks versus Ben being 40. But I guess they, they, it was my choice apparently, but they really wanted the formula to keep his blood sugar wherever they needed it. And so then I was worried about him like not getting full enough on what I had and whatever. So I was feeding him. I would top him off every time I fed. And then he learned, hey, this nipple gives me, I don't even have to do any work. It just basically falls into my mouth versus this nipple, my nipple, he has to work at it. And so he got lazy and didn't, doesn't like my nipples anymore. That's where Ben's at now. Oh, really? He went on a, well, I've heard you talk about nursing strike and he went on a full blown nursing strike. And I think it was multi-part. Like he yeah. was there was that's all on Patreon. But he yeah. um, was biting, starting to bite me. And then we were. I got too scared. So then we started using some bottles. And now yeah. he's like, I love this, you know. Oh, and I, now yeah. I'm also freaked out about the biting because it wouldn't stop. And people kept saying, Oh, it'll stop if you do this, or it'll stop if you do that. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. This is just where we're at now. Is I'm having yeah. now, but. But so you're not breast no no more boob to Ben, not right me. now. Okay, we'll see if it can make a comeback. Yeah. but we couldn't get through it. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah. but you know, for Mac, he's still so. And so you just had a yeah. lactation appointment, and how did yes. that go? Good. So I had someone come to my house because um, it was great. We were nursing great for the first four days. And then just yesterday, midday is when he would no longer, he didn't want my boob anymore. And then, you know, I'm doing research. I'm like, oh my God, I totally fucked this kid up. Like now he's never, I've screwed up our breastfeeding journey. And I call the lactation consultant. She's like, no. She, so she came to the house and he like screamed his face off at my boob, but she, they stay so calm, you know? Yeah. Whereas I'm like sweating and I have to use a yes. towel to grip his head because otherwise I'm just sweating and yep. I don't have like a grip on my boob or his head. And it's, it's emotional. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But she's just like, he's losing his mind and she's just like calm, cool as a cucumber, which was great. Yeah. 
She said, no more bottles. We're not doing any bottles. No more topping off. No more. Because I would then, like when he would come to the boob and didn't want to, I'd give him a little bottle to like get him ready to suck and then put him back on. No more of that. Like, so she showed me kind of what to do to get him excited about my boob again. Um, and she said like, introduce it. Which, like you could do a bottle a week or something. Well, if he's screaming at my boob, she kept pulling him away and putting her finger in his mouth. And then he would just to suck for like one second. He would think, and then she'd pull her finger out. Like, cause she was just trying yeah. to correct his tongue, I guess. Cause when he's screaming, his tongue's not in the right position. So she's like, if you force your boob in his mouth, he can't feel your nipple. He's just screaming. So she would get him to correct his tongue and then she'd uh-huh. put him back on. Then he'd scream again and pull him off and whatever. And then I didn't have any pumped breast milk. So we used a little formula and we didn't feed him, but she's put it all over, like doused my nipple in it. And she's like, cause he just wants that immediate gratification. So we're going to trick him into thinking, Oh, there's the milk here by just it being wet. And so put that on and then he would latch. And then sometimes he would still pull away and we'd try again and then he would scream. And, and it just took some time just to train him to like, you've got it. Cause she, she kept saying what she say, you gotta, you gotta work to you got to work to live or something. You got to work if you want to live here, buddy, or something like that. That's <laughs> so cute. You know, but yeah. It, yeah, she was really, she was really cute. A little older lady. And yeah. So I'm after this, I'll go feed him and see how he does. And yeah. So I, I'll just continue to bring updates on the breastfeeding journey. Maybe like yeah. you have over on the podcast, or if I have like a solid outline of things that have helped, I'll bring it on to what you need to know in a future episode, because I really think breastfeeding is harder than the delivery process for me. Um, it's and it's so very hard. stressful yeah. as a mom because mm-hmm. I didn't end up making it with Revy because I was so stressed about it and felt like I was failing her. And I was crying and they didn't really prepare me. Like at this hospital, it was so much better. They were like, don't worry. This is not you. This is a 36 week baby. Like I would give it until they would have been 40 weeks. Like don't give up. Keep trying for four weeks, you know? And then even after that, it might take another month. Do not give up. Every baby will get this. Your boobs are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. And they just really reassured me that like, this is going to be fine. And the fact that he's not figuring this out right now is so normal. And they didn't say that at when I had Revy. So mm-hmm. I just thought like, I'm totally effing up. And anytime I was with a lactation consultant, they would get her to latch. So I just was like crying all the time. And then she got thrush, which actually I, in doing research on this thrush can come as a result of there being uh, tissue trauma, which if you have a wrong latch, you, your nipples go through trauma. Like they mm. can be scabbed or just whatever the tissue is affected. And that is where the overgrowth of yeast can come from, which I didn't know. I didn't know why she Mm. got thrush, but Mm -hmm. probably because we had so much issue with latching and breastfeeding that there was tissue trauma and then the yeast thing happened. So Mm -hmm. I just gave up with Revy because I was getting depressed. Like I hated it that I was struggling so much. And then I I hated that I had to be attached to a pump, Mm -hmm. which shout out to the LV. Colleen talked about that, but that's the wireless pumping system. Mm -hmm. It's the jam. Mm -hmm. So that's been great. And I'll just pump a little bit. She was like, you only need to pump maybe in the morning, maybe twice a day, because I need to build up supply for when we go in May on a trip. Mm -hmm. But not to give him really bottles now. Um, yeah, I don't know. So more to come on the breastfeeding journey. We're just kind of getting started. I started feeling like we're great. And then, you know, we started struggling, but I feel really hopeful. And I also feel really motivated to make it work this time. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with Rev, I wasn't motivated. I was so overwhelmed with everything that I was not And there'll be more roadblocks along the way. Probably. I remember Mm -hmm. There was one week, I mean, we went through all kinds of ups and downs. And I remember there was one week where for whatever reason, Ben just wouldn't eat on the right side. He totally would eat on the left, but for like a week, he would not eat on the right. And it was so frustrating and I would get so emotional and I would sweat and I would cry. And there would be times where like I would be bawling and Chris would take Ben. And I remember going to the pediatrician and the pediatrician looked Ben over, you know, looked at him again. And then he looked at me and he said, yeah, so you have a baby. That's the diagnosis and he'll work this out. And then sure enough, we went home from the doctor and he ate on the right side. But it was so emotional for Mm -hmm. for several days. And there's just all kinds of things, you know, twists and turns along the way. And and at the end of the day, 
like you might reach a point where you're like, okay, this is the adjustment we're going to make, whether it's bottles or whatever. And all that matters is that he's getting fed. Right. And whatever you choose to do is the right thing. Yes. So for everybody listening right now, you know, we beat ourselves up over it. And Ben and I just had a big ordeal and I cried for a really long time, like a month ago. And it's okay, you know, because you're doing everything right. Your diagnosis is you had a baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that there's a lot of freaking hormones for a really long time. Oh my gosh. And yeah. feeding is a real trigger type situation. Yes. It's an easy trigger. So she said to me that the lactation consultant said for the first three to four weeks, your hormones and the baby are driving your milk. After four weeks, then your baby drives it, but you see a huge shift in your hormones at four mm-hmm. weeks. But you're like a basket case for sure for the first four weeks, but you're still like hormonally, there's a lot going on even after four weeks. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on in your body. And I know it's really hard, but just, yeah, I think it's important. Like I told John, I I yelled at him yesterday and the doctor said, okay, there's going to be days, moments where you're like so happy. And then the next moment you're crying. And I, that has been true for me. Right. And I yelled at him yesterday about like, I don't even remember. And then 20 minutes later, someone was like, Hey, Sarah, I yelled at you. And also sorry for the future times I'm going to yell because it won't be the last time. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to be irrational. Like I just, things are going to make me trip up and make me emotional. And I'm sorry for those. And I'm sorry for the future ones. And he was like, that's okay. You know, but how, how are you doing overall? Like emotionally? I mean, how's you're in high demand. Your body's going through a lot. This week is really hard because Rev, Rev is still recovering. So we've had to keep them separated because like if Ben gets RSV, he really could die. Like it, it, cause they don't have developed airways yet and it affects your airways. So I've been paralyzed by that, but we went to the pediatrician and she's like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't stress out about that. You, he's got your antibodies because you're feeding. And actually it was a good thing now that I caught the cold because right. then my body was Absolutely. able to fight it and develop those at- antibodies. Mm-hmm. So of course everything happens for a reason. So I'm wow. still like coughing and you can maybe hear my congestion and stuff. But so that has been the hardest part. I also can't pick Revy up for four weeks, which is very difficult. And I miss her a lot. And she knows something's off. So she wants me even more. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then John threw his back out. So mm. he has not been able to do anything for that was two days ago. So that's been really hard. Neither of us can really pick up Revy. My parents are here, but she like really wants us, you know, and she really is interested in Mac. And so there's just been lots of challenges with that. And then my C-section recovery. So there's been a lot going on, but I also just have so much joy. Like I feel Mm -hmm. so happy and in love. So even in the hard moments, like I feel like I'm so excited about our family. Like, you know, cause I won't always have the C-section restrictions. Rev won't always be sick. John won't always have his back thrown out. Like we will be a family unit and mm-hmm. that is highly functioning and we won't always have to keep Revy and Max separated. And we're able to have them around each other a little bit more, but she's still coughing. And so we just like, don't want her coughing on him or really around him. So that's been probably the biggest challenge, but I overall, I feel really happy, like 10 out of 10, you know? Yeah. So yeah, life is good. Do you feel like number two in any ways is like easier because you have newborn experience? I feel a lot more peace. Um, I remember with one, there's so many unknowns and so many variables. You have no idea what you're doing. And I know like things are going to shift and get hard with two, but I have so much more confidence in John and my ability to be parents and to kind of have teamwork and work together and um, not, not, just not as much stresses me out. I think that's also why I'm more motivated to breastfeed this time because I couldn't take on that challenge when I had Rev. Mm -hmm. I was so flustered by everything thing. And now I just feel like everything's so much more manageable and I feel confident. So it's a very different experience. Yeah. Um, you know, very, it's, it's great. I don't know. I feel like a baby too does a lot for your, um, to, to just throw who you think you are, your identity. It does a complete, it flips it all around. Right. Well, any probably new addition, any baby, one, two, three, four, five, like it probably does that for all of it. Yeah. But you're not going from having no babies to two or whatever, right? right? You're like, 
maybe there's a, a easier a curve there or uh-huh. something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I'm so oh, happy for thanks. you. Are you getting yeah. any sleep? Not much. Yeah. Because I still have this cough. And then I forgot how many sounds newborns make. Mm. So um, it's a you know, jungle. Have, it's crazy. So, and then I've been on hyper alert because all his sounds, I am like, because I've been just hoping to God that he's not going to get sick. So like, if it sounds like a cough, I'm, you know, or like whatever, I'm just feel like I'm like hypersensitive to everything. Yeah. Like, is everything okay? Is his breathing okay? Because that's where it would affect, would affect his breathing. So, but I have to just remind myself like, no, this, this is newborn newborn stuff. This is what they do. They just grunt and groan and do all kinds of things. And I'm so thankful for the outlet sock, like beyond, but I'm waking every two hours, really two to three to feed him right now. And that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's a moment in time. You'll get more sleep. That's the other thing too, is like with the first one, I couldn't see an end in sight. Right. Cause you know, and with this one, I'm like, I know there's going to be an end in sight. Like I know that the first two weeks to a month are going to be really brutal on my sleep and things will get better. Like this is not going to be a forever moment. So yeah, I, that's, yeah, it's another thing, you know, you have the confidence that like you'll make it through because you've made it through before. So yeah, I'm not sleeping, but I'm okay. And also it's crazy how your body like functions on so little sleep when Mm. like, it's like, I don't know, it's able to somehow, Yeah, you know? Yeah. How, so, besides the back, how's John doing? Good. Well, he's like super frustrated about his back. Cause you know, when you throw your back out, you can't do anything. Yeah. So that's annoying for him. He wants to work out. He also has this fantasy camp, uh, baseball camp yeah, that starts on Saturday. Happen? I don't know. Um, because if he can't play, I don't, I don't know. I'm just hoping his back gets better by then, but I'm also worried that it's not going to be fully better. And then, you know, if it's not fully better and he does something tweaks it, then he could be totally down and out. And he wants to go. Yeah. And you want him to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's been wanting to go. I mean, it's $5,000. We don't get our money back. So not only that, we'd be out the money, but he's been talking about this for two years. He has been like, this is a lifelong dream and not something that probably in our previous life that we would have been able to do or afford. And it's so cool for him. He's been like buying every month, like something for this camp, like a new, he just got his cup today and new shoot cleats and a new glove. And like, he's just so excited about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really want that for him. So mm-hmm. yeah, I hope that he can, I mean, it's not like a once in a lifetime, he could do it again, but it would just be a bummer. if He can't do it this year. So yeah. How long are your parents there? Till Tuesday. So they're here okay. for, they're here for 10 days. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your family of four. Family so of four, man. I'm so proud of you. You did oh, it. Thanks. And he's here and he's perfect. And he's, here. And he's alive and, and he's safe. Yeah. And you seem wonderful. You just yeah. seem wonderful. That makes me yeah. so happy. I'm good. All right, you yeah. guys, let us tell you about something else. That's wonderful. wonderful. Ash, <laughs> tell us, tell the, tell the people the thing that feels the best right now for you, your hair, right? Well, I mean, my hair. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. It's like being a mom or having great hair products. Obviously I'm going to vote on the hair products. Like that's just, you know, that feels the best. So thank God for pros. You know what I'm saying? I know what pros, you're saying. <laughs> pros <laughs> is a company that creates custom shampoo and conditioners and other hair care based on your personal hair analysis and their algorithm. So you go online and you do like an, a consult, take a quiz and say what your hair is like, what your lifestyle is like, what smells you like, what you're looking for, um, you know, any needs that you have. And then it'll say here's what, here's what we think. And it'll create a custom blended shampoo and conditioner for you. And it'll also recommend any other products that would work for you. So I got with mine shampoo and conditioner smells amaze, um, for someone like me who works out a lot and has a lot of sweat in their hair. Um, and you know, the scent that I, it's just like, I love how personalized it is to me. And it will say on the bottle, like for Ashley, which is cool. Then I got a hair oil and I got a couple other things. I can't remember what they are because mom brain, but I love that it's a personalized approach to hair care for me, for what I want, 
And it's like every time, you know, I'm showering and washing my hair, I'm reminded that this is like my, it's made for me. It's exactly what my hair needs and what I want. So I love their customization experience. It it goes beyond the initial consultation that you do because with every order, Pros optimizes their formulas based on any lifestyle or seasonal changes that you have. So that also asks, yeah, where do you live? I'm in Arizona, right? So it's dry. But every bottle is made to order guaranteeing optimal freshness for you. So that's, I mean, no no surprise. I'm feeling really good about my hair, you know? Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Get a free That's F-R-E-E, free consultation (laughs) and 20% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash sip. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash sip for a free consultation and 20% off. All right. Great. I have been dying to catch up on you and Mac and Rev and the fam and I've also been dying to talk to you about Brad and Jen. <gasps> yeah. The SAG Awards oh, happened. And my God. wow. Wow, you guys. I did did you watch the SAG Awards? No, I don't even care about them. I yeah, was gonna do a no. download of what happened. And the only thing that matters at the SAG Awards is Brad and Jen. There was multiple Some sort of chemistry going on there. Massive mm-hmm. chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it just, okay. So there was the photo that went viral where Brad won best supporting actor for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Jen won best actress for the morning show on Apple. So they both won. They're backstage. Mm -hmm. It was a backstage photo of an interaction with them. They look absolutely delighted to be Mm -hmm. next to each other. Mm -hmm. There's a hug. And then the photo that went viral, as she went to leave, he's grabbing her hand Mm -hmm. and her fingers kind of in his jacket a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. They look like a million bucks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then they showed a video or a photo of him. Apparently, he cried. I don't know if it's true, but it was him from the back watching her give her acceptance speech. And he, like, cried watching her give her speech or something like that. I did not know about the tears. I did see the photo of him watching her and it looked like he stopped everything going around him. Yes. To make sure he watched her accept this award. Yes. Yeah. Now they have come out and said that they are very dear friends. I feel like we've talked a lot about them over on Patreon. Like he Uh was at her Christmas thing and he was at her birthday and there have, you know, they have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. But is it more? And the, right. that those SAG award instances are telling us there sure is a chance. Right. Okay. But then I also have seen people saying, like, I follow a lot of feminist accounts, I feel like. Sure. And a lot of them are saying, like, don't forget that, you know, he hurt Jen. Like, he really right. hosed Jen over and was awful to her. Like, why are we rooting right. for them to get back together? Like, she deserves better than him. And I'm like... Okay, fair point, but also look at them. I mean, look at them. You know, they just look like they belong together. But I do think it's a fair point. Like, we are cheering for them, but also he was a total dick to her. Also, though, agree, and we've gotten a lot of messages from people saying, but why are we supporting this? You know, and what I would like to say is, I trust Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. So if Jennifer Aniston forgives him, then I will forgive him. If Jennifer Aniston Uh is happy, then I will be happy. And if she's decided I'm not going to, I believe that people in that moment, maybe they weren't right for each other or whatever. And he made his decisions. She, you know, found a lot of happiness in the post Brad chapter. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know what, but like, you know, she had other marriages, right? Plural, Plural? right? No, I think just Justin. I think she had a few engagements. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I think she was engaged to Vince Vaughn or something, or that was like super serious. Yeah. Something. Vince. Um. But she wasn't engaged to John January. Mayer, but that was a long chapter. Yeah. He talked to. Her, he said she was sexual napalm or something like that. I thought that was Jessica kids. Simpson. Oh, maybe. But didn't he oh. say something really nice? I don't know. He said something about Jen too. I think. Yeah. Maybe it was Jessica. I don't remember. But she's had a lot of. I mean, she's 
you know, she's a, she is a catch. Big yes, time. Yes, big time. Did you notice in every photo, though, she's nipping out? Oh, yeah. And then on in the all photo, the golden gloves. every single one. And yeah. then also on the viral photo, you can totally see like her tush just. Yeah. Yeah. To- there leaves nothing there to the is. imagination, really. Mm-hmm. And her people who who dress her knew that. Right, right. How yeah. much confidence do you have oh, if you're yeah. like, this is just what it's going to be? Right. I'm just, this is fine. Yeah, you barely it's have to fashion. use your imagination and looking good. And yet she can do that and still be like the classiest person I know, in the world. She's room. still so classy. How does she get away with that? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't do that. No. You know? <laughs> and also I thought like, man, her boobs are perky. Like those those yeah. nipples are pointed up. They're in the right spot. Yeah. You know, like, whoa. She's super fit, man. Oh, like, yeah, she she's making, She looks great. Yeah. And she just looks radiant because mm-hmm. on the inside she's happy. Oh, God. I just love her. And I really – I mean, I like Brad and Jen. Brad, Brad I could probably take or leave. But I do root for them, mostly because I, yeah, I don't know. I'm rooting for Jen. And also, they're just so good looking. They really yeah. are. It's ridiculous. The chemistry from a photo oh, is unpalpable. Real. Palpable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of feeling like you're witnessing, like, remember the old feelings you would get in like high school or middle school where there would be a boy you liked who would like flirt with you or something? Yeah. It feels like this weird situation where you're like, wow, there's Uh just a lot there. Okay, we got to speed it up. John just texted and said he's getting hungry, so. Okay, Taylor Swift documentary coming soon. She released a trailer. Did you see it? I did not see it. I did not see it. I saw she just posted something in her um, stories today or I think yesterday. So I need to watch it. And that's coming like soon. The day after you listen to this. I think tomorrow it comes out. Yeah. And also her mom. And her mom has a brain tumor. Brain tumor. They found it when she was going through cancer treatment. So yeah. we're going to have to watch the Taylor documentary and then we'll come. We'll do a download somewhere. Patreon or here. Yeah. The last thing that we'll talk about, there was something that went viral. Prince Charles blowing off a handshake to Mike Pence, our vice president. Oh. And then Megxit is in full steam ahead. We can talk about yes. those things some other time. There'll probably be more, more going on. Maybe not with Megxit, but yeah, we'll talk about them. All right. You guys know we're always going to keep it fresh for you. And let me tell you about a way to keep it fresh in your kitchen, you guys. Yeah. With Hello Fresh. Fresh. Guys, it doesn't get fresher than this. Mouth-watering seasonal recipes mm. and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. That's oh right. Gosh. America's number one meal kit. Hello Fresh makes cooking at home fun, easy, and affordable. The recipes are so freaking delicious, you guys. Oh, yeah. So last night, we, I think yesterday or two days ago, we got our latest shipment and it looks so good. There's a bim, 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 bop, bim, bop, something, some Korean thing, which is one of my favorites. So good. And then there was a Parmesan crusted Mm. chicken with like green beans. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And my parents are in town, so we only get it for the the two of us, John and I, but we kind of just like ad-libbed and doubled the recipe. We, you know, we used our extra, we had more chicken breast and whatever and doubled and made it for four and everyone was freaking out. It was so delicious. Mm. Like I love how they change the recipes up all the time. They are easy to make. They're, you know, always delicious. Um, and then you can, change whatever plan you want based on kind of if you want, you know, vegetarian, if you have extra guests in town that week, you can get a bigger one. It's so flexible. And it's going to save you time, you guys. It can be so stressful feeling, feeling out what to make, figuring out, not feeling out. Wow. Feeling out your food. Feeling, figuring, whatever. It can be stressful figuring out meal planning and prepping and what should I make? I mean, hello, fresh, wham, bam. Thank you, man. Get table in Get my your belly dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes and it's sustainable too and we love things that are sustainable oh, you yeah. know you know pre-portioned ingredients mean there's less prep and less food waste so go to hellofresh.com slash sip 10 mm-hmm. and use code sip 10 during hellofresh's new year's sale for wow. 10 free meals oh my gosh that's amazing that's amazing. Free meals, including yeah. free shipping. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Hi, that's if you guys don't fresh. jump on this. 
com slash SIP10 and use code SIP10 during HelloFresh's New Year sale. 10 For free 10, meals. 10, 10, 10, 10 free. Including free shipping. Wow. Great. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right. All right. Time to rant and rave. I'm just, I know I said it at the top of the episode. I'm just so happy we got to do this. Because you I know, know. How fun. ever since last week, I've been thinking about you nonstop. So yeah. proud of you. So happy, but like needed to catch up, but didn't want to pressure I you. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe we'd be like a while out. And here yeah. you are. Here you I know? am. Yeah. Makes me well, it so feels happy. good. Like this feels fun. I haven't done any other work. Like I haven't logged in. I haven't done anything. I've been pretty consumed with all this, but this yeah. doesn't feel like work. Like, I mean, not that my regular job feels like work either, but anyway, this is just like a good freaking time. So thank you guys for being here, man. And it's sharing the story too, which we all have been yeah. dying to hear. And it's a big mm-hmm. deal. Max yeah. birthday. Max birthday. All right. Do you have a rant? Um, what are you I pissed mean, about these days? Because you're so happy. Are you pissed about well, anything? Well, the only thing that is really – so it's just another pregnancy thing, I feel like. But do you see all of these hairs happening right here? Little tiny baby hairs poking out yeah. of your bun. They're everywhere. I mean, yeah. they are everywhere. It looks like I'm a porcupine. Are you growing just bangs? sprouting. <laughs> it is insane. And it's like I thought at first that it was – I sh- when I sh- – you know, because we shave our faces – so I thought maybe I accidentally shaved like my hairline or something and that's what was happening. And I talked about it on social media and people were like, oh no, that's pregnancy. And now they're just like everywhere. They're just like, oh, wow. it's not just this one spot that I thought I had shaved my face in. It's just all over. So I just look like crazy and they're, they're like growing though. And so yeah. they're at this weird length where they like stick straight out or straight up. They don't, I can't, I even hairsprayed my hair today and they won't stay back. They've just got a mind of their own. Right. You need a full-blown headband situation. Oh, I need a full-blown headband situation. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of headbands. I don't really wear... I mean, that's a trend I haven't gotten on board yet really with. Or you just rock it. Because you can't... You totally can. Yeah. It's just... I mean, we're... It's just... They're there. They're just Mm -hmm. there. These little wispy porcupine hairs. Yeah. So did you have a huge pregnancy like fallout? Like... Yes. I'm still dealing with that. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. And I was scared that I was just losing hair I shouldn't be losing. But then yeah. somebody told me, no, you don't lose a lot of hair when you're pregnant. Like you hold yeah. on to it. So you're sort of purging, like re-regulating back to normal. Yeah. But yeah. it didn't start for me until six months postpartum or so. And then okay. it came in hot. I was like, what's everyone talking about with hair loss? Right. You know, it's fine. Everyone's I'm immune. Everything's perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Boom. You know, Boom. in the shower, it looks like small animals in there. Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's major. Oh, that makes sense too. Oh my gosh. So when I normally brush my hair, it's just a light bulb moment. When I norm, not brush, when I wash my hair, it's like tons of hair comes out just because yeah. I don't, I only wash my hair. I was washing my hair like twice a week right. and I'm doing the Jasmine Ray method, which is like, you know, Never. once every two weeks. <laughs> never wash um, your hair anymore. Never. Yeah. But, and so, but she has you brush your hair every day, twice a day. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought, and now when I'm washing my hair, like no hair comes out. And I was like, man, that Jasmine Ray, like it must be that I'm just like brushing it all the time that it's coming yeah. out in my brush. But right here in this moment, I'm like, oh, it's pregnancy. That's why I'm not losing any hair. Yeah. Yeah. You've been holding yeah. on to all that I was giving stuff. Jasmine Ray some credit there that probably she yeah. didn't deserve. No. But – Well, I will say I've been doing Jasmine Ray because I was feeling like not bummed out about it because just whatever. It's part of it. It wasn't oh, that right. – you know, but I'm thinking I could, right. my hair could use a little love in postpartum though. So I started following her things and I can say it has helped. It has improved yes. the situation probably because I'm brushing more hair out morning Allowing and night for regrowth or whatever. And I'm washing my hair way less. And so it's just yes. not as, so it's emotionally a better situation. And you know, I know we're not under the raves yet, but I will say like washing, cause you and I both have thick hair. Washing our hair is a, like a time mm-hmm. commitment. So it's nice. That's a that's a win to not that's have to wash vault. your hair as much. You your fall is va- of bomb. Yeah. I just took my hair out of my pony or whatever I was yeah. doing, but I've been really going hard on the jazz yeah. ray. No, that's looking great. Yeah, it's a little well tame. done. Thank you. Okay. Okay, my, rant to me. Oh, I wrote down three different rants. Oh shit. Good. So what I'm not so originally I was gonna you rant pulled an about Ashley. I did. Like, I don't like any of them. So I'm just going to like quickly uh-huh. plow through all three. Mm-hmm. 
been there. I wrote babies can't talk, you know, because oh, Ben's been kind of that's fussy. A great one. We're in a mm-hmm. leap. He's also teething and he also got a minor cold, but like congesty, mm-hmm. congested. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when he cries, I like can't quite figure it all out, you know, and he can't tell yeah. me. So that's a situation. And so then we're like, oh, let's go through the works, you know, let's give him everything. Yeah. So it's just this whole thing. And I wish he could just say, hey, mom, I just got to blow my nose, you know? Right. <laughs> then I was going to rant about, so when Ashley was in the hospital, I thought, oh, I'm going to send her her favorite pizza. Mm. And you guys know what the favorite pizza is. It's Pomo, the Divolio or something, whatever, Divolo. Diavolo. Yeah. Diavolo. Di- Diavolo, yeah. And I'm like, I got to make sure they include a side of honey and arugula because that's the key part the key. of this. Uh-huh. So. I didn't trust. I went through like one of the Grubhub, Uber, whatever, one of those. And uh, I didn't trust it. Like I put it in the comments. I said, this is actually going to Ashley. Here's the hospital. Here's the situation. Right. New mom. I put in all caps, like, do not forget arugula and honey. And then I submitted the thing. I thought that doesn't quite feel good. So I oh, called yeah. the restaurant, talked to someone. I said, my order just came through. Can you make sure to include honey and arugula? Oh, yes. I see this. I'll make a note of it. Great. <laughs> I still had a feeling about it. So uh, I went back to Grubhub, found the driver, and I called him and sent him a text message. Hey. Wow. You I put really the notes tripled in down here. on this. <laughs> I checked with the restaurant, you know, but I need honey and arugula. Make sure it's in the bag. Yeah. And Chris and I, we both were like, oh, they're just going to be so happy. Right? Ashley texted well, me. Well, we were so happy. I still Pomo's, was so happy. Pomo's here. And I said, great. Tell me the good news that honey and arugula <laughs> are there. And your text message back. Oh, yep. I think they accidentally forgot it. But don't worry. I'm so excited. And I just was pissed. And I told Chris, and he's like, you got to be kidding me. And this is a very specific situation, but I've had this before with delivery things. And maybe that's why I had that gut feeling because every time I've asked for modifications on delivery things and you pay Uh $5,000, you know, it's like, here's the normal price, but then here's all the specialty. You know, we're going to build in prices here. We're going to up the prices there. We're going to pay for my potential flat tire and this and that and insurance and all these liabilities. Yeah, you got to make my monthly car payment because you never know. All these line items. And then next thing you know, you know, you're mortgaging the house and you've done it all for nothing. So there's that. And then finally- That's rant worthy. Yeah. Well, the last thing is Chris brought home from Costco those damn chocolate-covered coconut almond balls. They're the best. And I can't stop eating them. Okay. I don't know what these are. You don't know what they are? You've had them at my house. They're almonds wrapped in delicious sweetened coconut. Okay. Well, you said chocolate-covered coconut almond balls, but it's like (laughs) chocolate-covered, chocolate and coconut-covered almonds is what it is, right? It's the same. It's the same thing. Okay. Well, I was thinking balls. Like what? Yeah. He had the audacity to bring those home. Yeah. What a little asshole. Those are the best thing on the planet oh, they're so good we had to take a little break so ashley could go feed mac he comes home and he gives me like a little handful of them oh and i said just I a handful so yeah. while you were feeding mac guess what i was doing popping those in my mouth yeah non- like candy thank god we came back to record otherwise yeah. the bag would be gone there was no end in sight they need and then it's like well i should burn these but no you know now they're here but i can't yeah and i can't you put me in this terrible situation that's like John with Ugh. the chocolate covered acai things. He, yeah. I'll bring him home and he's like, why did you buy these again? And then he, I look up from my phone and he's like inside the bag, just like swimming <laughs> in them. Like these are good. <laughs> <laughs> I was you know? at first, man. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you just see your feet sticking balls. out of the bed. You're like doing a keg yeah. stand, but in the coconut almond balls. Oh yeah. my God. All right. My rave. Rave. Is you you becoming a mom again. Oh my gosh. That's my rave too, kind of. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, but I just, you know, it's so cool to just have friends, like lifelong friends and these big chapters and like, I'm just so happy for you. And like, mm. Mac is amazing. I can't he wait is. to meet him in person and he's beautiful and you did it and he's here yeah, and God. you're not pregnant anymore. Maybe I know. Is Dude, that that's rave? my rave. My yeah, rave okay, okay. is <laughs> yeah. I'm not pregnant anymore and I never have to be again, ever. I don't ever mm. have to be again. And in fact, Colleen, mm, I had my <laughs> tubes tied. They said, hey, just to be sure, this is a permanent thing. You cannot reverse this. And I said, absolutely. Tie them. D- give me a double knot in there. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah. So uh, now that does Cheers not. Cheers to you. So what is going to happen if 
by chance, I have to have a third baby. It's got to be adoption. That's the only way that this is happening at this point. My mm. tubes are tied. We're also getting John snipped. I mean, we are covering, we are dotting the I's, crossing the T's, covering our bases. I never have to be pregnant again. Wow. And yep. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I mean, pregnancy is beautiful. It's a miracle. I'm so thankful it gave me these two babies. So thankful to never have to do it again. Cheers to you. you know. Cheers to us. Oh, because cheers to us. We made it through. Before and you know now it, we're both back at it, baby. We're back at it. Oh, my God. I was oh thinking, what God. kind of sick joke would it be if we got on? And my what you need to know today was, hey, I delivered. And your what you need to know was like, hey, I'm, I'm pregnant. Because that's what you did to me. <laughs> that's what I did to you. Such yeah. a, I mean, oh it was like the God. best and also total no, but bullshit. It was like, oh, total bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because we had all these big plans. I was coming up yeah. in the summer. We were going to do all these sip things. And it was like, oh, okay, well, I'll be But now, guess what? Water. We got what? big plans now. We've got big plans now, you guys. Stay freaking tuned. Yeah. You can sip Tune with in us. here every Tuesday. Tune in Patreon mm-hmm. every Friday. Yeah. I mean, you can sip with us always. We love you, and we will see you you next next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Want more You Can Sit With Us? How about another round of your favorite podcast? We Sign me up. Same, same, same. Join us for another round over on Patreon. That's where we give you the down and dirty. We get raw and real. We raw dog it over there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every Friday, at least, we drop Friday episodes over on Patreon and additional content. It's all ad-free. You can sign up. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash you can sip with us or download the Patreon app and search. You can sip with us. Become a patron. Five bucks, guys. It's five bucks a month. I mean, just give up your latte one day. One day mm-hmm. out of 30 days, boom, paid for. Yeah. 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 Totes, kibbutz. Do it. We'll see you over there. KCO. Every Friday, Love guys. Love you. Bye. You're our crew. Bye.